So a cool discussion here today with a Q&A session that I had with a group of aspiring golf professionals. And um, the question was asked, so how do we bring in more millennials or sort of that next generation to replace the senior population as they age out? And some interesting uh, concepts here. I get out to Germany every summer and notice some things about how they conduct their business out there and to bring in business during the shoulder hours of the day, the really early, really late evenings. Really interesting because their days are so long over there, it gets dark at like 10.30 at night. So they'd be sacrificing a lot of revenue if they shut off the, uh, the tea sheet at five o'clock and they don't do that. So I think deploying some trust and in certain circumstances, there's some really creative solutions to bring in revenues for clubs in creative waves and attract those younger customers. Hope you like it, guys. This is the Golf Essentials Podcast with Casey Bork. Shorten it to games for only six holes? Do you make it more fun? Do you put beer cakes on each screen? I mean, what do you? What do you I love beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Um, yeah, so there's there's one is the the time crunch, you know, uh, offering golf. You know, you can market golf as like, hey, here's a here's a way to experience golf in 90 minutes, right? Come out for a free 15 minute session, hit a few range balls, do a three hole loop. After work, yeah. drink beer after. That's yeah. that's how I would like. And then and then your first beer is free. Whatever, whatever. And then they'll drink more. Whatever it is, but you're marketing in a different way than eighteen holes for seventy five dollars yeah. or eighteen. You're pay four you know? hours. And you don't know what you're doing. You're going to lose thirty golf balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it takes forever. <laughs> I don't have forever. I don't want to throw seventy five bucks at the crowd. Especially if I'm bringing my my two daughters that are going to play two holes and then sit in the cart and watch the iPad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how can I bring them out there, swat a few balls, go out for a three-hole loop, hit and giggle, and go home in time for dinner? That's that's how you hit millennials. And so something cheaper, something fast, fast yeah. something easy. Another idea. So I go to Germany every summer. Bavaria? Right in the middle. No, in the middle of the country. Um, but one thing there, so in Germany, Germany is a very northern latitude. So the days are very, very long. So it gets dark at 11 o'clock at night. And um, maybe 10, 1045 in the summer. Right now it gets dark at like 3. <laughs> um, but there's a private club there, and they're nice enough to extend me privileges. I can go up and play. And I've got groups that I play with, and it's really, really a fun thing. One of the groups that we play with, we go up there at 7 in the morning, and nobody's in the golf shop. Nobody's in the golf shop. And you can go up there, park, grab your stuff, and go play. And you check in, nobody's there. You go, and you check in when you're done. Complete honor system. At the end of the day, same thing. They've got a check-in that's regular business hours. It's not golf pros checking in people. They've got a check-in counter, and they work from like eight to five, like everybody else in the world. But these early mornings, evenings, 
I've, I've finished golf, a round of golf at 10.45 before, you know? That means you, you know, you go play nine holes, you start at nine. Think about that. And there's nobody there, and it's awesome. And, but if, if I was a paying customer, <laughs> um, they, they extend it to me, but what I've noticed is people are way more honest if you give them the opportunity than you think. There aren't a bunch of people up there freeloading and you know mooching the system, and nobody that nobody that goes up there wants to be called out as a liar or a cheat or a thief. And people go to this box. There's an envelope. You fill out your name and you you put the money in. And there's probably better ways to do it. It's all cash, but you put it in the lock box, and they know that you play. You know, we work in America. And people do that. I think this one is I, in Germany, right? Yes. I think it would work in, imagine this circumstance. Imagine a community. Think of Wakaiba here. Or imagine a, a sort of a blue-collar community with a golf course at its core. The community desperately wants to see that golf course survive and stay in business. They desperately don't want to see that golf course turn to tumbleweeds, right? So. How, how well do you think those people are going to be policing the honesty thing? You know, um, nobody's going to want to get called out, and it's only upside. By the way, even if you get a few freeloaders, big deal. They're playing golf. They might like it enough to come during the daylight hours where they can't cheat the system. But the club is going to bring in some revenue during these off-peak times when they're otherwise not bringing in any. Like, why not? Here in America, we ride in carts all the time. Over there, they don't. But we've got Metro West. That golf course doesn't even have signs because the neighborhood steals them. They don't have signs. They don't have, you know, like the marble things that say this is whole one. Yeah. They don't have any of that. And don't put any signs up. All, I'm saying that's why I'm like, you know, in America, maybe, I don't know. You just have to make people in America think they're under surveillance. And then they'll follow the rules. Sometimes, yeah. they are you know what I mean? I, I agree, but. I, I think human nature is, I think human, I, I think humans, most humans are better than yeah, like people right give thing. us credit for yeah, being. Yeah, they like to do the right thing. I, I agree. And I think surveillance and signage that says don't do this and never do that, well, I think that's assuming. Even if not. Yeah, but, that, but that's assuming, left alone, we think you're going to be, you're going to do the wrong thing. Right. How about deploying a little trust and like that good nature is contagious, just like the bad nature is contagious. And and I know it works at this club in in, in Germany and that is true. it's an idea. I get that every club is different and, and that's that's the nuances. And try it until you see them trust them until they can't be trusted. Yep. Yeah, so if if somebody trusts me to do something and I'm sure you guys are all the same. The last thing you want to do is spoil that trust. Absolutely. You know, uh, you have this privilege to do something, and recognize if we all if we all abuse it, it's going to go away. And if I'm a dad and I work till five or six, and I get home, and maybe in the summer I can I can sneak out and do the little six-hole walking loop, and once or twice a week, that's how I take in my golf. I'm cool with throwing twenty bucks in the box. This is way worth it for me. And I want to keep that. And you know, if I'm playing with somebody and they're going to cheat the system, and we say, "Hey, man, why don't you 
you know, throw your 20 in there because you want to keep that going. Absolutely. And I, I, think, I think there are creative solutions out there like that that clubs ought to be deploying to be more accommodating to the end customer, you know? Hey, if you haven't subscribed to the Golf Essentials podcast, it'd be super cool if you did. If you really like the stuff, please share it with your buddies. I would really, really appreciate it. Thanks, guys.